0: entrepreneur on fire 983 hey fire nation and welcome to entrepreneur on fire where i chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week are you subscribed to the fire nation newsletter why the heck not text eo fire to 33444 and you'll get gifts resources and value bombs galore ignite Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Your branding is the face of your business. Make a great impression with creative professional designs from 99designs. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade free. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Hollis Carter. Hollis, are you prepared to ignite? Of
1: course. Yes. Thanks for having me back.
0: Hollis is the founder of four successful online businesses, all bootstrapped and turned into six to seven figure virtual businesses in less than a year. He's been involved in internet marketing for 10 plus years in various facets. He spends most of his time working on growing the Baby Bathwater Institute and figuring out how to live a happy, healthy life. So Hollis, take a minute, fill in the blanks from the intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Basically, that intro says a lot of it, but in 10 plus years of navigating this world of this whole online business thing, it has been really cool to kind of witness the ebbs and flows of it and let myself kind of ride that wave as well. At one point, you could just put up a squeeze page and make some money. And that was like kind of my college (laughs) time when I was just like doing it to make money. And then, you know, your passions and your interests get into it. And I fell in love with uh, skiing. And that really drove my life for a long time as like the only priority. And then when that became an ingrained part of my life, I started to get a little older. I'm now the big three zero and health became a really big concern of watching people get old and not wanting to do that. Right. Um, And realizing that stress and things like that could do it. So pretty much all of my decisions I've made in the business world have been directly related to how can I build a life where I have the ability to have my morning routine and studying a lot of anti-aging and just trying to work with people who are in the space of feeling good, being kind of an optimal performance. I went and did a 10-day silent meditation that really helped a lot of the thoughts I had settle in and then came back and have been applying a lot of this stuff to what I saw as the real reason that I was able to have all the success online is I was really good offline and being uh, just totally immersed in the networking and conference scene for like 10 years and realizing that took quite a toll traveling, staying, everyone wanted me to, I'm always the fun guy who wants to stay, they want to stay up drinking until mm. two ages, talking <laughs> about stuff and having to shift my identity a little bit around that. And uh, that's kind of how this baby bathwater thing was born of 10 years, like going through doing that. You know, what is it that makes an, a, an event really good? And where do I get the value and how can I help? You know, Other people kind of walk that line because when it really came down to it, the principles of why we had a lot of success in any of these projects we started online was because we had a really good network that was built by shaking hands, kissing babies, staying up late, being there early and talking to a lot of people. And that was kind of the foundation.
0: So I want to talk about that in a second. But one thing that I'm really interested in is something that you just mentioned. And I want to know if it was scary because to me, I got a little fear in like the pit of my stomach when I heard you say it about going away on a ten day retreat and being silent. And not that anything is like fundamentally scary about being silent, but like committing to something like that. I mean to me, I get a little nervous thinking about it. And you know, maybe it's because, you know, I'm a podcaster and that's kind of all I do is talk. But what was that like? Like was that scary for you at all or was it just exciting? And what was the experience?
1: I think it was the anticipation and the anxiousness to do it was scarier than the actual uh experience but i think if anything you're someone who really needs it because what <laughs> i realized is we spend all day chatting on our phone talking skyping doing all these things and that's why i built this really crazy morning routine to prevent that um and i hit a point where i actually had a a business partner who had um done me wrong we'll, we'll go that way of okay. emotional turmoil And I was kind of stuck. And I I spent about two weeks uh, just reading books, talking to friends, like just trying to figure out what the next steps were after this guy kind of tanked something for me that I was pretty passionate about. And I was reading a Sam Harris book, and he kept referring to this thing called Vipassana. And I read about it, and it scared the hell out of me. And funny enough, I went to Burning Man right before for the first time, which is about the opposite thing you could go do. And then just threw myself right into it. And a lot of people quit. It's not like the easiest thing. You meditate from basically 4.30 in the morning until 9.30 at night. Uh, and you don't talk. You don't make eye contact. You can't read, write. You have a couple little breaks to take a, a walk in the woods, and that's about it. Um, and the first three days were pretty hard. But after that, I've never felt peace like that in my entire life. Like I, I even actually walked up to a deer and fed him an apple out of my hand near the end because it was just so peaceful. Wow. And the tools that I came, yeah.
0: So that piece just emanated from you enough so that a deer was like, this person is no harm whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it was just resonating there. You know, my little breaks between meditations, I just lay down and you, you weren't a threat to these animals because you were just so peaceful. I think they're used to that with these retreats, always so running there. And the cool part is they're free. Uh, there's no real like religions that are being pushed around you or anything like that, which I'm pretty, you know, abrasive to. That's why I'll get into why yeah. we call it baby bathwater. Um, there was really, it was all baby and no bathwater when it came to this <laughs> <laughs> this thing. And for people listening to this podcast, especially like being an entrepreneur, it's really cool because we're creating freedom. But in that, we don't really have the same constraints of hours and communication and when to stop working, when to start working. And this isn't really the Vipassana mindset, but one of the biggest takeaways I got is I had a competitive edge when I came back to deal with emotional things, an email or a rejection or even something that was really good. It kind of let you deal when you crave something so much. That, that can't affect you. Or when something is causing you so much aversion, you can't let that affect you. And you kind of are in personal control of all of your own misery and happiness and no one else can affect that. And being an entrepreneur, that's really, really important, I think, because you have to kind of keep a stable line and fight the steady fight rather than, you know, being a roller coaster all over the place.
0: Fight the steady fight. I love that. And where could Fire Nation find out more about this 10 day free retreat?
1: Yeah, I think if you just Google Vipassana, um, you can see there, I think it's been taught for about 2,500 years now, and they're all over the world. you got to register pretty far in advance, and at the end, they'll, they'll ask you for a donation if you want, but I think what they prefer is that you come and serve at one of them and work in the kitchen or mm. you know help lead those things. And so I'm planning on doing about two a year just to kind of stay on the track because I came back and I was, was in the practice twice a day, an hour a day. And just had my edge and then life comes into play. And now, you know, I'm lucky if I do it about three times a week for the full hour that they kind of teach you how to go through this process. And the piece is just amazing and uh, a huge asset in this modern world that can be really. I don't think when people created this 2,500 years ago, they knew that we would have Facebook and Twitter and right. stuff. But it's the ultimate antidote. Uh, and to how do you spell that? So Vipassana is V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A.
0: Oh my God, I would have got that so wrong. But now, Fire Nation, we're going to get it so right. And I want to take a step back here because that is really important. I hope that anybody who that kind of connected with is going to go check that out. That's VIPASSANA. Just Google it. You'll see what's up. But listen, Fire Nation, Hollis has told his story, his journey already on Entrepreneur on Fire. He's actually the 29th repeat guest of 983 episodes thus far. So if you want to go Here, just all the failures and the struggles and the aha moments. Just go to eofire.com, type Hollis. He was episode 224, so 759 days slash episodes ago. And you can check that out for sure. But what I want to move into right now, Hollis, is just a quick question uh, before we move into the meat and potatoes. And that's, if you're at a networking party and someone walks up to you right now and they say, Hollis, nice to meet you. What exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds?
1: That's a great question. And my answer is that I will never say the same thing to anyone. I absolutely try to read where they're coming from and why they're asking this and try to quickly ask them what's going on with them as quickly as possible And normally kind of wrap it up in a nice story. I had some great successes online and uh, was fortunate enough to have a success early in college and was able to take off for two years and learn how to ski. And since then, uh, I've just been kind of getting involved in passion projects, but really have a unconscious competency when it comes to online marketing and like helping people succeed in that.
0: Unconscious competency. I love that. And speaking of being competent, I mean, what you guys have put together here at the Baby Bathwater Institute. I mean, it's so magnetic. It draws just everybody in who gets onto that site and watches the video and reads the sales page there. I mean, it's just so inspiring to go down and to see everybody who's involved and what you have going on and and what it's all about. So you kind of teased a little bit. You're going to talk about the name Baby Bathwater Institute. So let's talk about that and then kind of dive into the meaning behind it and what you're growing.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Really, it all came from, uh, One of my mentors who became best friends and now business partners, Michael Lovitch, um, we always, for the last 10 years, were on the circuit together. He had like an eight-figure supplement company. I had my random different internet projects going, and we were always like sharing rooms, hanging out in the lobby, and we never found ourselves really going in the rooms too much, except for key times, and we kind of had the same mentality of how to get the most out of an event, but we also had the same mentality when it came to, say, personal development or a book, and we spoke in a vernacular of, oh, there's a lot of baby there. Oh, it was all bathwater. And it's, you know, this age old term of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And what we found is pretty much every information product and anything we were going through, we had to weed our way through to find the baby because a lot of things have so much bathwater just to create artificial value. And of all the spaces, we found the events one was the one that was annoying us the most. <laughs> the true scratch we had to itch. So we both kind of took a hiatus from going to events for about a year and just started working on what the optimal event experience would be for us. And it was sort of a, a big event meets mastermind meets a retreat. So kind of the things we outlined that we didn't like about events is I came home drained, you know, probably eating crappy hotel food, mm-hmm in a stuffy room and not being outside and a lot of people peddling their business cards. You didn't really have social awareness to just kind of suck that energy out of you. And we made this long list of things we didn't like, like, okay, let's create something that doesn't have these things we don't like. And then let's blow up the things we do, which is always the best relationships you can get. Like you might go to an event with a thousand people and the gold you left with is that one relationship. And so we curated the folks, the folks are really the event. And that's what makes it. We have the structure of we've got some of the best food in the world that's very, very healthy. Um, We're doing it in a unique location with a lot of outside time. And we've got the spa thing going, like really a rejuvenated retreat style. Um, But really curating the people extremely uh, on a different way than anyone has. We don't do it on how successful people are, how much money they've made that seems to be a given that there's a lot of successful entrepreneurs out there. It's just, there's a plethora of them, but we kind of do it for who's the salt of the earth person that you would introduce your wife to or your husband to your kids to and you'll feel comfortable with. And through that 10 years, we got to meet a lot of them. And so kind of the story of how it started is there was a big event happening here in Boulder where we live. And we rented a little mining town outside about 25 minutes out of town. And we, we, Told, invited everyone to a dinner. There's no cost or anything. And they thought, you know, we just walked to a restaurant. We picked them all up in vans and ushered them up through these crazy mountain roads. And all of a sudden, they're in this little teeny mining town population, like 10. And we had set up a full restaurant and all this stuff and had everyone there to bond that we thought were kind of the salt of the earth people we met through the, the years of navigating the waters. A lot of consulting clients and close friends. And what happened was pretty magical. And then so that was kind of our test. The test worked. So then we decided we would ask people if they'd like us to do that again. And a lot of people raised their hands. And so we decided to do two of these a year. And we spend them curating all the people together. And it's a very, very large mix. Not just people in internet marketing. We have some of the greatest people from... like, We have the top guys in YouTube, some of the best direct response lawyers, and really everyone that you possibly need. But I also wanted to use it as a tool to help people who I wanted to see get that start. So like my personal trainer here in town is an amazing guy who needs to have products out online and I like made him come to it. Um, Like a variety of that. So it was a real mixed bag, but the bonding that people had and the way we set it up it just was electric, and it was really, really fun. But our biggest principle is more baby, less bathwater. And we're always surveying and asking, what would you like? What would you not like? How can we do this better? And always working at that. And one of the biggest things we noticed that caused events not to be as powerful as they could be for us is that the event coordinator ever put it on structured it in a way where you had to follow their structure And we don't ever assume that we know what's best for you. We know that there's a lot of variety of things you might come to an event to get. And so we let you choose. So we actually have multiple speakers going at the same time at all times. Well, there's also activities going at the same times at all times. Um, And so you kind of have a choose your own adventure that you can do while you're there. And it allows people to make that conscious choice of what they want to do. If they want to spend more time just talking with this one person they met on the, the bus on the way up, and they could do that if they want to attend this talk or that talk. Or, you know, we had a guy teaching how to make fire without matches and a lighter. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different things going on to kind of get the inspiration going and pick the talks you want to you listen to and provide really, really intimate environments that are out of your normal kind of hotel environment to network in and, and really be present and, uh, and kind of be alive in exchange. And the feedback kind of spoke for itself on that. We were, we were really excited. And with Michael and I, the thing we liked the most is this was something that really allowed us to use our brains in a way they had never been used. It's like, I really am good at skiing, but if I went to get on a snowboard, it'd be difficult. Throwing a vent was nothing like launching a product online, it was flexing a new muscle and learning something, something really new to do. And it's not a product we can internet market. We're curating this very, very tightly and talking to everyone on the phone and no one can just go to the website and buy. So it's been a, it's been a really cool experience and kind of a breath of fresh air after being so involved in this online side of entrepreneurship, moving over to a, a much more tangible piece that you can really see and feel
0: breath of fresh air i mean that's the only way that i can describe it too like when i hear about you talk about this and i see the website and everything that's going on and i have to just say that you know hearing you talk about the hand selection and how you just curate the actual attendees in the speakers i mean it's it becomes even more and more of an honor i was honored at the beginning but i mean even more of an honor now that you know you reached out and asked me to come and unfortunately you know just because of other things going on i wasn't able to attend but i mean this is something that's I love the idea of it's going to be an absolute must on my agenda coming up here because of what you're growing and using the words, choose your own adventure. I mean, that's so exciting, Fire Nation. And that's what we got into this game for of entrepreneurship of business. That's why we work so hard so that we can get to a point where we can choose our own adventure. We can say, you know what, this is what I want to do. I'm the captain of my ship. I'm going to steer this way now, and then I'm going to go back here and make these decisions. And, you know, Hollis is really just taking the idea of a conference and everything that's wrong and just really dinosaur-like about it and turning it into a meaningful, just overall amazing experience. And that's super exciting. And we have something pretty interesting to talk about, Hollis. We mentioned it in the pre-interview chat. So Fire Nation, don't go anywhere because we got some uh, some pretty interesting topics to talk about that's definitely going to affect you on your entrepreneurial journey. But first, we're gonna take a minute to thank our sponsors. If you're wondering how your small business can stand out in today's increasingly competitive marketplace, I've got one word for you, branding. While building a brand may be easier and more affordable than you imagined, it still does require some time and money. So why is it worth the effort? Because it allows you to stand out from all the rest of the businesses out there. When customers have several choices, branding helps them make a decision. Your brand should highlight your unique virtues and let customers know what they can expect from your small business. In a business climate where the internet, social media, and technology create a lot of static, it's crucial to develop a clear brand voice that cut through the noise. Whether you need a logo to launch your brands, a t-shirt to show it off, or a website to bring it online, 99designs is a great place for you to build your brands. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 upgrade of services free. Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly amassed to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and Within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. So Hollis, we're back and I got to say this, when you said this during the pre-interview chat, I got a little interested and I said, listen, don't say any more anymore because I want to have the conversation with the record button going because Fire Nation is going to find this fascinating and that is there is no must do business deal and a lot of Fire Nation, you're listening right now, you're like, well, of course, there's got to be some must-do business deals. I mean, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Well, the reality is that's just not the case. And Hollis, you have a couple great examples and some great lessons learned. So can you take it away there?
1: Yeah. And I, uh, I actually, that quote was taken from a business book I mentioned on the last time I was on the, oh, no. the narrow road from Felix Dennis. Um oh which has kind of been my little little cheat sheet Bible for a lot of things. If I'm feeling flustered, I'll go get in there and and pick up the chapter on it. But memory. Uh, I, I kind of actually forgot that at some point, and that's why I know this lesson. Um, it's just like if you ha- really want this new laptop or this new shiny thing, and you might make these huge sacrifices that are actually meaningful to go get this shiny thing because it's been marketed to so well. Well, it's the same thing happens business to business deals. There's been multiple times where the shiny object of money and this deal being so perfect and so just it's going to change everything because I'll make more money. And you end up sacrificing some other things to get into this deal. And then what I've realized is every time I've taken the shiny money object over what really felt authentic to me and something that actually was going to propel my original mission forward um, that it didn't work out the way I wanted to. It was never worth the amount of sacrifice it took. So kind of having, figuring out your purpose of why you're doing it, because as soon as things start to fire off, I notice that new shiny objects appear. It might be a a business deal here that you want to do with um, an affiliate partner or, you know, taking your business in this direction or even taking your time in another direction. And in the last year, there was a couple of those that were so massive that I, I forgot about that. And I went and I put some time and energy into the wrong direction and forgot about the original reason I started. And now that's, you know, with the meditative practice and other things coming back to that, Mm. realizing that this too shall pass and this will be fine and that you don't you don't need it. <laughs> and uh, I, what I said earlier is like this whole steady fight thing, like staying kind of steady on your path and keeping yourself in optimal mental clarity and health is far more important than making large sacrifices for a bunch of money. And I really do believe in buckling down and, and working hard. I do these little workations where I'll lock up out of my original town and, and kind of get a bunch of work done quickly. So I, I like pounding the pavement and working hard. But I do think that there's so many shiny objects out there and a lot of them have to do with sacrifice in order to achieve those and taking that extra second to breathe and realize that there is no must do deal. Like no matter how perfect and shiny and awesome it is and the money is so attractive that just take a minute, take a breath and is this in line with why you started doing this in the first place? Is and like get a pen and paper out. and what, what do I have to sacrifice in order to get this? And just make sure it's worth it before you get into it, because I feel like once that momentum gets going, you can look back and a year's gone by, and all of a sudden you're like, "Why the hell am I over here?" Mm-hmm. And, and you really want to, really want to focus in on why you started and what the purpose is, because if you don't wake up with that fire under your bed, uh, there's no money that's that's worth that.
0: Taking your time in the wrong direction, to me, that was the most powerful statement. Because Fire Nation, all we have is time, and when you take that and you move in the wrong direction, the opportunity cost is massive because you can't be following that passion. You can't be following that thing that you really deep down know that you're meant to do. And and Hollis, how specific will you get with one of these stories? I mean, can you really take us to one of these deals that you took and, and break it down why it worked out so poorly?
1: Yeah, yeah. So like a, a really good example would be that... um I had kind of met, I met this guy who was just doing a great job at, at marketing in a, in a specific way. And he really wanted to work with some of the people who I had relationships with. And in my mind, I, I could see it perfectly working out. And I also could see how it could make a lot of money. But I forgot to go to my original purpose of why I cultivated some of these relationships. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And so I ended up, helping to create some partnership business deals and what ended up happening was it completely diverted them from my original purpose and I think you've had Andy Drish on here before oh, yeah. um, and Andy as I was in the process of doing this called me out on what I was doing we were getting lunch here in Boulder and he's like you know when you do something with these high-level relationships you know that you have to let that thing finish out whatever you did or engage with before you can do something new. And he directly called it. And then about six months later, I was in a place where I wanted to really take it in another way. But it was so tied up over in this other thing because I just wanted to make the money that I actually wasn't able to pursue what I wanted to do. And the person I set them up with didn't do exactly what he meant to do. So the the long lesson of that was that the relationships are the gold of everything. This kind of comes back to why we're doing the events business and curating it is because there's a lot of people out there selling things that they might not be able to fully complete. And if you're making that referral, it means the entire world. And you can't let money distract you. You want to go back and find the baby in the bathwater there and really be like, why is this person? What is the tangible value that is going to be delivered when I make a referral and a reference to other people? And guarding those relationships in a very healthy way, but still being abundant. Like You don't want to guard the money, but I just can hear Andy being like, dude, why are you just pawning off all your relationships in this one deal right now when it doesn't seem like you even care about it and i was like well you know it's a it's a good opportunity to make some money you know in the interim and i don't really have to do anything and you know sure enough i ate my words when i had all my other ducks in line to move forward with uh, a different project and all of their time was tied up in the thing i referred them to and it was just it was, it was kind of heart-wrenching to see that other people had seen it. And I kind of forgot some of the Felix Dennis advice that I had read already, that there is no must-do business deal. It would have been much easier for me just to just be like, you know what, I don't really quite understand it. It doesn't interest me that much. I see that it would be easy to make money, but you know I'm going to pass this time. And saying no would have saved me months of time. And then another project I wanted to see go off would have gone off without a hitch. Uh, and instead, it never actually got to come to fruition.
0: Fire Nation, this is a masterclass on guarding your time, guarding your gut instincts, and protecting the vision that you're setting out for yourself. All of these things are so important. Take a step back. I mean, if Hollis had taken a step back and kind of been a fly in the wall when he was talking to Andy and and Hollis could have heard himself saying, well, yeah, but I can make a lot of money and it won't be much work. I mean, he, he would have known that that doesn't resonate with him at the core and that's not what he's really looking to do here in this world. So Hollis, you were in the lightning rounds back in the day. So we have something a little different. It's just three questions. It's called the fire rounds. And the first question, within this is what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur Uh,
1: i think my biggest weakness is my attention to detail and systems and really that i am addicted to the startup Mm. once it gets going and you have to systematize things and get in a daily routine and a schedule that does not work For me in any way shape or form kind of find calm in the chaos so when things start to become systematized and uh, you're scraping through details then it's just it's not something my brain is built to do
0: time for you to hand it off (laughs) what's your biggest strength as an entrepreneur
1: this is something I've heard from others more than I personally noticed because it happens in the unconscious competency that I've often pointed out and is really just like the emotional relationships, like having that emotional quotient to understand where things are at to make sure deals go through smoothly and then they happen understanding what a customer's uh, doubts are and what the benefits they're actually seeking. But having that emotional quotient to have an understanding of people probably helped that both of my parents were psychologists growing up. Um, but really just having to understanding of the emotions of people and what that means for actions taken in business and, and having a lot of respect for that.
0: So, Hollis, let's kind of wrap this up with this final topic. And it's a topic of your choice. The one thing that just has you most fired up right now. So, kind of take the mic over and just share with Fire Nation this thing that has you fired up and why.
1: I'd say the thing that has me the most fired up in this entrepreneurial realm right now, without a doubt, is where we are now in the infusion of things kind of getting cleaned up through community. Um, I think it was kind of the wild, wild west, especially online for the last few years. And things are getting really tight now because you have the power of community. People can share on social media when things are great. People can share when they're not so great. And with the Baby Bathwater Institute, you know, I've been able to be a witness of a community that's growing and thriving and supporting each other and also weeding out uh folks and and really getting down to the reverse of where I've been at, which has been like grow, 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 expand. I was going to three, four events a month sometimes. And now it's on quality relationships and really cultivating those in the right way. And what I've seen when I once again got back to time and really focusing on cultivating a community of people and really supporting each other that we can expand. We've been kind of running the, the theme of teamwork makes the dream work mm. and really having that, that respect for one another. And like we have two clients that, um, that we work with who are in, in our community, and they were both like literally on their deathbed sick with some gut health issues. And doctors had given up on them, and this community supported them, and and they supported themselves by following the advice and partnering with people. And now they have a thriving seven-figure online business, helping people not have these gut health issues. And now. They've launched this new practitioner liberation program that's teaching other practitioners how to do the same thing. And it's the same formula that we knew to sell information products or sell whatever. It's always the same formula. But when you combine some really good creative input to a formula that seems to work over and over and then kind of ignite that with a powerful community, there's really no stopping you. But it really kind of gets down to what you said earlier, like knowing your weaknesses and your strengths. And if you have a powerful community to use that and you're really transparent with it, I really feel like there is nothing that can stop you.
0: No, I love that message. I love just having that vision and then taking time every day to kind of step back and say, you know, am I still on this path towards this vision? Am I still doing the things to get me closer to this vision or to continue to move me along to gradually realize this worthy ideal? And and if the answer is no, too many days in a row, then it's time to, to reorientate and it's time to to pivot and to iterate until you are heading in that direction. And Hollis, you can be found in a lot of places, but how do you want Fire Nation to connect with you?
1: Um, probably the easiest thing is just holliscarter.com. Just threw that up there it's a super simple page but there's a contact form and uh, an email list you can get on there with some updates and stuff and if anyone wants to know about any of the stuff in the health world or the Dave bathwater project or any other things that that came up for you here i'm happy i have an assistant who watches that and and helps me respond to those on on a regular basis so
0: i love it and fire nation you know this I know this. You're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Hollis C. and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Hollis in the search bar. His episode 224 and 983 will pop right up. Check out either one, both. Listen to episodes galore. They're right there for you. And again, the Baby Bathwater Institute, there's a video on there that it might move you to tears and happy tears. It's a good thing. And then also there's HollisCarter.com. And again, that's where you can get into contact with him. Just reach out. Just say thank you for this masterclass he's given us on life and entrepreneurial vision today. Just reach out. And that's just, you know, that's awesome. Do that stuff. And Hollis, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: This episode is supported by Sidekick by HubSpot. Sidekick is the ultimate email advantage, providing you with seamlessly integrated email tools for Gmail, Apple Mail, and Outlook. With Sidekick, you can receive live notifications when someone opens and clicks on your emails so you have powerful contact insight right in your inbox. Go to getsidekick.com slash fire to get your first month of Sidekick for free and to see why 200,000 other users love Sidekick. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more ready to rock your own podcast text podcast course to three three four 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 that's podcast course all one word no spaces to three three four 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 and you'll be rocking our free 15-day podcast course in no time flat have an inspired day and ignite